What's happening, guys? It's Mike and Kat, and we are back today for another episode of RL Talks. Excuse us, we're gearing up for night shift, so we might be a little bit sleepy-eyed, a little bit tired, just a little bit slow and under-caffeinated, but that's all going to change as we sink our teeth, no pun intended, to this next episode, and it's all going to be about nutrition and the things that may be sabotaging your progress in the long term. Dive with us into these habits that might help you that you often don't think about but actually have big implications in the long term. So without any further ado, let's get into this week's episode of RL Talks. What is up, guys? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I don't know what time of day it is. What else is new? It doesn't matter. We don't even know what year it is right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like Mike said, we are going to chat today about some food habits that may be sabotaging you. And when I say food habits, these are things that you may have incorporated into your routine that maybe you are aware that you do and you just haven't quite figured out how to get around it. Or maybe you're not even aware that you are doing these things. Because they kind of, they can fly under the radar and you might not even notice it. And then I'm hoping that as we chat about it, you're like, ah, shit, I do that. Yeah. I do that. And then maybe tweak it along the way and see if it has a positive outcome. Yeah. I would say like for the majority of the population, it's like the latter. It's like things they don't even think about. I know for myself, like it wasn't until I actually became focused on these things that it actually kind of I had that aha moment I'm like oh I'm really shooting myself in the foot here and it wasn't even that like um we started to focus on them it's that they were brought to our attention to begin with yeah like you're like wait a second that makes a fucking difference yeah like hold on hold the phone here so um and it's what my favorite part about this episode is like last week when we were talking about how you like shot up out of bed one morning and you were like oh my gosh we have to talk about this this episode was my episode. Like, I, like, ran over to the office, and I was, like, wrote it all down, and I was, like, this is my brain dump. This is it. Like, it was such a, like, I get so excited when these episodes happen, when, when it's, like, we sit down, and we're, like, hey, what are we going to talk about this week? And one of us is, like, I got it. I, I got this. <laughs> I think your exact words were, I just wrote a fucking fire episode. Read it. And I'm, like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure that's exactly how it went down. So, yeah, let's. Let's, let's get into this a little bit here. Yeah, it's a juicy topic. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, so, the, again, like the, the purpose of this conversation is to just bring these things to your attention. And if you start going down the list and all of a sudden you're like, oh, check, I do that. Oh, check, I do that one too. Don't panic. Don't be overwhelmed. It's all good. Now that they're brought to your attention, you can slowly start having them in the forefront of your mind. And the more that you are aware that you are doing these things, the more you'll catch yourself when you're doing it. And we're going to also chat about ways that you can change these habits and slowly push them out and bring in a little bit positive ways to get around it. Yeah. I would say like, I would say like the best thing about this list or like this whole episode is like, a lot of these things are super low stress. It's not something you're going to be hyper-focused on and then stressing out about it, which is in turn going to create more stress in your life. Like it's actually small things that you can do that really make a difference and actually 
by doing them become more beneficial for you versus not doing them and actually causing pretty severe implications. And I, I don't want it to be doom and gloom, like not severe in the sense like you're going to absolutely trash your shit, but just like the little uh, things add up. Slow, your, slow yourself down, right? Like if you have a goal in mind and you want to achieve it, by doing this, you're probably going to get there a lot quicker versus not doing it. And it's going to be significantly slower, not going to happen at all, right? Yeah. That's what I mean by severe implication. I don't mean you're going to die. die. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So um, because I, I'm going to move this one up the list a little bit. Let's start here. So one of the most common things that we see happen and... The reason that we actually start all of our clients on 90 days versus like a month to month basis is people don't stick to the plan long enough. Whatever that plan might Mm -hmm. be, I constantly see people be like, oh, well, I've tried every diet under the sun. I've tried every single strategy. It's like, okay, well, how long did it take you to like go through all of those strategies? Oh, like six months. And I'm like, so you've tried like eight different diets in six months and by again going back to the word diets like we're talking about diets in the aspect of just like your food choices I'm not saying like anyways so but yeah like not sticking to the game plan is one of the biggest ways that you can sabotage yourself and not giving it time to settle in like you need a minimum of like three to four weeks of being consistent with a game plan before you can even consider if it's working or not. Yeah. And the turnover rate for like trying new strategies is mind blowing. It's 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 totally the same with like any sort of exercise program. Like people try it for a month and they're like, Well, I'm not getting the results I want. And it's like, like why don't I have a dump truck? Yeah, like why don't I have a dump truck? Why am I not PRing every single day? Like like it it takes it takes time. Like it's yeah. it's time and patience. And if you're always jumping from program to program to program, much like nutrition, if you're always jumping from diet to diet to diet, you're just spinning your wheels. You're just, you're running in the same spot and not getting anywhere soon, right? Yeah. Your body needs time to adjust. Absolutely. To whatever the change is. 100%. And it doesn't happen overnight. Everybody knows, well, everybody, everybody knows but chooses not to accept sometimes that these things don't happen overnight. And... This process, regardless of where you're going, is a long one. And giving your, like, you're setting yourself up for failure by not giving it time to sink in. Mm-hmm. And if you are still stagnant in where you are after three to four weeks, then go back and reevaluate. But reevaluate. Don't change the whole game plan. You, like, that's another thing that happens too is instead of just, like, tweaking the plan, people will just be like, fuck this, it's not working, I'm going keto and then I'm going to calorie deficit then I'm going to fasting then I'm going to like whatever like it's like such drastic changes your your body doesn't have time to even adjust and like we have to get through the phase of your body adjusting to these things like building that calorie deficit or adjusting to the new food choices or adjusting to the new workout program like this goes to both like there is a transition period where, and your body's so adaptable. We've talked about homeostasis before and, like, coming back to to that. That's, like, your body's goal all the time. And so for the first little bit, your body is going to rebel against whatever change you are trying to yeah. implement because it's not used to it, whether it be the routine or whatever diet or program you're doing. Like, your body is going to re- 
rebel against that because you're forcing it to do something new. You are trying new things. You're implementing new things, and your body's going to be like, nah, yo, I just want to sit and, like, save all my calories because I'm a caveman. Yeah. So give it time and then simply adjust the plan versus starting a brand new plan. Yeah, it's like, it's like, a, what I find, it's like, it's a, it's like a big pendulum, pendulum swing, right? People start on either like a calorie deficit or a extremely low, like hypercaloric deficit. And then they realize they're not getting far enough or they're not where they want to be. And so they shift to like a hypercalorically dense modality of eating or, or, or dieting. And then they get like, they see their progress regressing or gaining weight and stuff like that. And they're like, well, what's working? We need to find that happy medium, mm-hmm. right? There is that happy medium. You don't need to go super low and you don't need to go super high with your calories. You need to give your body time to adjust. You need to either shift one way to a deficit or the other way to a bit of a surplus, depending on what your goals are. But you need to do it incrementally and calculated. You can't just shift one way back the other. <laughs> this is where that consistency piece Absolutely. comes in. And like, if you are not actually being consistent in, a, like, like if you give yourself that three to four week span and you're not actually being consistent majority of the time, it doesn't matter what you do. Like, you have to actually, again, give this time to sink in. And if you, and you're not going to be able to pinpoint what's wrong with your game plan if you're not being consistent. Mm-hmm. And then you're just like, willy-nilly-ing being like, well, this is what I think needs to change, or that's what I think needs to change, or I need to cut yeah. this out, or I need to cut that out. Like, be gentle. Yeah. Be, be so freaking gentle, but be consistent, and have a little bit of discipline in this. You absolutely need to have discipline when it comes to implementing these changes. So, we're going to start there. <laughs> because... <laughs> it's a, it's that, a big step to start off on. I like it. <laughs> but that sticks with the rest of it. Like, all these other things that we're going to talk about, like, if you do pick one thing out of this list and you're like, ooh, I am guilty of doing this or I wonder if this is maybe what's holding me back a little bit, it all starts with being consistent and giving it time to work. 100%. So, on to the next. <laughs> um, the rest of these are kind of just in whatever order you choose to have them. But that one was the most important, so that's why we started there. Um, not spreading your food out appropriately throughout the day. Like, it's super common for people, like, especially maybe more so in our generation because we were, like, a big, like, skip breakfast generation. Yeah. Like, nobody really ate breakfast in high school. Like, I remember nobody ate breakfast in high school. Despite all those Yob commercials, no one ate breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, y'all know what i'm talking about if you live in canada (laughs) (laughs) but yeah like this is like it's it's so common with that busy lifestyle with um waking up in the morning feeling like absolute trash like food is the last thing on your mind you don't want to eat because it makes you nauseous you're too busy yada 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 and then so you'll go all day full-fledged running at 100 and then by the time you get home you're like oh i should eat something yeah or you just like picked it at food throughout the day and then you get home and you're like holy shit I'm starving and and I don't know if it was the same for you but I know like especially like in high school for myself like that was when for me at least that was when it was a massive trend to be like just have a super sugary drink first thing in the morning whether it was like a latte or a fucking like a 710 mil can of monster like that the full sugar shit like the full send shit yeah 
you used to have that and like for breakfast because we were busy we were cool blah blah blah. and then like come lunchtime like you were just so nauseous yeah totally (laughs) just felt like a bag of smashed assholes so you went to whatever food was like calling your name you're like i need to eat something and i need to eat it now and i need something that i'm gonna enjoy yeah and we've adapted that into our lives still like as adults now because that's what we did for so long that's the routine that was that was our regular so and our lives got busier like yeah. we ha- now we have real fucking problems like now yeah. like, <laughs> like now we got kids to feed and dogs to walk and work to go to and bills to pay and you're thinking about your to-do list fifteen thousand dollar furnace to pay for <laughs> i don't even want to talk about that I don't even want to talk about the furnace because it is not pertinent to our food habits but we will have to share that story because that's uh fuck anyways so because we have kept that in our lives without even realizing it, now we're to the point where we go all day eating minimal amounts of food or not eating like nutritionally dense food. And we come home and we're eating like big dinners and then we're snacking all night and then we go to bed feeling like shit and then we do it all over again tomorrow. Yeah. And it sucks. Like that's this plays a role into why you're so tired all the time. If yeah. you're not giving yourself that nutrition to fuel you through the day by starting that, like by filling your tank in the morning and then like coasting throughout the day, like this plays a big role into it. We talk about getting a good sleep to like feel energized throughout the day, but feeding yourself appropriately throughout the day is also super important in this. Huge, yeah. The flip side of this is also the people that are trying to be in a super calorie dense or in a uh, calorie surplus, then what happens is at the end of the day, they're trying to get all of their food in later in the day and then they just feel like trash. They're like, holy fuck, like I have so many calories to eat. I don't feel like I have enough time in the day to eat all of these. Mm So spreading your food out throughout the day and making them... And adjusting it to, like, fit how you feel. Like, you don't have to have a big breakfast. I'm not saying smash a fucking 900-calorie breakfast. I'm saying just being consistent throughout the day, having appropriate meal sizing throughout the day, depending on how you feel, is huge. And it's going to help you feel like that energy throughout the day, not come home and binge at the end of the day, not come home and just, like, eat the entire pantry or feel like you have to eat, consume all of these calories if that's where your goal is. Like, spread it out appropriately. It's, it, it depends for everybody, like, how many meals a day you want to eat. But just spacing them out gives you the, that ability to either keep that hunger at bay or give yourself space to fill all of, or eat all your calories. Yeah, like, there's no hard set rule on how many meals you eat. You need to eat a day. I remember way back when, when it's like, you had to eat six meals, like had to eat six meals a day. And then we were like, well, it's actually three meals. Like there's no hard, fast rule. How many, like, because you eat six meals throughout the day, doesn't mean you're going to fucking make incredible gains in six weeks. Just like eating three meals doesn't mean the same either. Like it's how you feel. Like exactly like you said, it's how you feel. If I, if I feel better by spreading out my calories and my macros throughout five meals, six meals, great. If I can get them in in three meals, good, right? And a perfect example of this is, like, for us, like, I know my eating on day shift versus, like, how many 
how many meals and when I'm eating on day shift versus how many meals and when I'm eating on night shift compared to days off, that totally changes. And so this is a flexible baseline, but it's taking a little bit of time, paying attention to when you start to feel hungry, when you know that like maybe that energy dump starts to happen, when you know that like I'm not going to eat so much on like if I eat if I want to eat three meals for night shift, typically that's kind of how I roll is I'll eat a meal at home before shift. I'll eat one in the evening and then I'll eat one a little bit later um, versus on day shift where I actually eat four to five times spread out throughout the day. Like these things start to adjust, but it's just paying attention. Like I know that after like two o'clock in the morning, I'm not going to be hungry. So I don't want to save a meal for then because it's, it's likely not going to get eaten. And this is through time. This is through trying out different times of day to eat, trying out different size of meals like I swap out which like if I know one is a little bit more has more volume than the other maybe I'll eat that earlier yada 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 like just paying attention paying attention to when you get hungry yeah and one of the things we need to be very cognizant of too is that especially if you are you know a regular nine to five worker or student whatever that looks like if you are consuming the bulk of your calories later in the evening remember that having a super full stomach is going to affect your sleep Mm -hmm. which is going to affect your recovery which is going to affect your digestion and it just cascades right yeah but at the same time just because you eat calories after 8 p.m doesn't mean you're automatically going to store it as fat exactly exactly that that myth of like you know you have to cut off your calories at a certain time that's bullshit you don't fucking get that out of your mind in fact contrary to what i just said actually having something in your stomach later in the evening just to allow your body to gently digest it and have that um, little bit stored in your in your gut actually helps with sleep mm-hmm. this is different than having a completely full gut think of it this way when you go out partying with your friends you know you have a couple of drinks you smash that mcdicks at like fucking three o'clock in the morning how do you feel the next day besides hungover but you feel like absolute trash because you, know, you had this super calorie dense meal right. at 4 a.m. and then you passed out at 4.15. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You you have, like, your body is trying to process, like, this overly full tank. And now it's just using up those extra calories. It's disrupting your sleep cycles. It's disrupting your REM sleep. All this shit. Meanwhile, if you have that lighter meal a little bit later in the evening, you're probably actually going to have a really, really good sleep. Yeah, like gives your some your stomach something to do throughout the night without putting it in overdrive. Yeah. Um, so we talked a lot about like the night, but like eating throughout the day is really important, guys. Like hundred percent. Y- your brain needs calories to function, and if you're not fueling it throughout the entire day, you're gonna feel like shit up yeah. until the point you eat, and then you're gonna eat a bunch, and then you're gonna have a shit sleep, and then you're gonna start it all over again tomorrow. So spread out your food, spread it out. Yeah. yeah. This is why, like, listening to those hunger cues is so important. Mm. Because if we, you know, if we want to kind of help bust through that three o'clock, two o'clock wall, we need to have something, you know, preferably with volume to help slowly digest and get us through that slump, that midday slump. Um, people always complain about like 
brain fog in the middle of the day and they need to nap and like and don't get me wrong a nap is great like a nap is great but again this is that point where you have something to try and carry you through the rest of that afternoon right so that your day doesn't feel like waste but it also helps you stimulate your hunger for the evening time when you can have a decent dinner early enough that you can have a good recovery and a good restful sleep totally and it, this is going to come with an adjustment period. Like if you are not used to eating throughout the day or um, you're used to like restricting yourself heavily in the night, whatever that, like whichever side works or looks like for you, it's going to come with an adjustment period and then there's going to be friction. Um, if you still aren't eating breakfast and you and you never have been a breakfast person and then you start to implement eating breakfast, like you're going to have a, like a stick, sticking point like that sure. first week, maybe to getting yourself to eat at an earlier time than you're used to is going to feel yucky. Yeah. But playing with your food choices, figuring out like the volume of that food, do you just need some quick, something quick and dirty? Like, do you need a smoothie or do you ease into some yogurt or do you do a bagel or do you do a breakfast sandwich or a breakfast bowl or whatever that looks like? And just acknowledge that like there is going to be friction with it. But again, you got to give yourself a little bit of time to adjust. Yeah. You can't dump the plan right away. <laughs> that That's exact. Oh, I love that you said that. Having some friction, having something feel a little bit crunchy, a little bit sticky, doesn't mean you just completely regress or abandon it entirely. Friction is going to happen with anything. Friction happens with a new workout program, with a new job, whatever that looks like. It happens in our lives. You don't just quit. You kind of have to ride it out a little bit. You kind of have to have a, you have to have a little bit of patience in, in this. You have to have a lot of patience in this. Yes. That was another statement. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. So then let's talk about being too restrictive. My favorite. <laughs> so let's acknowledge to start that if you are here and you are in this journey, you're trying to make some changes. So it's going to come with changing how you've been doing things. So this is going to come in and you have to have discipline. And another word for discipline can be restrictions. And it's just part of it. It is what it is. It's how you look at this. But there's a fine line between setting boundaries and completely restricting yourself from certain things. And it becomes this big mental block of if you're constantly telling yourself no, you're going to want it more. But there's a line of, well, I always tell myself no, so I'm going to have it this time and just saying, fuck it, like I deserve this. Like the, the fuck it mentality is so big in all of this. And we'll get there because that's a whole thing all on its own. But yeah, like having those hard no lines is going to cause these like mental mental boundaries around things. And it's either going to cause like extreme guilt. It's going to cause um, the need to rebel whatever that looks like. And then it also has the implications of like, if you are being too restrictive with your calories, you're setting yourself up for failure. Like if you are eating, if you're still on that 12,000 calorie mindset, we've talked about this before, like there is a very small population of people that should be starting at 12,000 calories. 1,200? That's what I meant. 12,000, that's a lot of calories. That's a lot of calories. (laughs) 1,200 calories, so sorry. Um, But it's like, you, you you can't do it. You just, you can't do it. It's, it's, if I was five foot nothing and weighed like a hundred pounds, 
1,200 calories would probably be enough to fill me. Yeah. It would probably be enough to, to fuel me. And, and depending on what you do with your day, too, that, it, that comes into play. Exactly. If you're, if you're a freaking athlete, if you're doing CrossFit four times a week, 1,200 calories is not going to do shit. But, yeah, having that restrictive mentality, the, like you said, the more you prohibit yourself, the more hyper-fixated you come on it. Being restrictive, being too restrictive is 100% a trap. Like, it is 100% a trap. Because we become hyper-fixated, because we stress about it, because, like you said, the more we say no, the more we want it. And yeah. that is a, that is dangerous. Because and it adds more stress to our lives. Absolutely. So this is coming back to having boundaries without having it hard, fast lines. Like, yeah. Boundaries can be flexible. You can have a little bit of movement in all of this. Keep yourself accountable. Have the discipline. Yeah. Allow yourself to do what you need to do 90% of the time and then still incorporate the things that you want into it. But like saying no carbs is unrealistic. That's tough. Saying I'm not, I can't go out with my friends for three months because I'm, I'll be too tempted, that's that's causing stress. That's taking away a little bit of happiness in your life. Like these hard and fast no lines are going to set you up for failure. Yeah, and I mean eliminating that social aspect from food. By eliminating that, again, we are, we are taking, we are essentially shutting a door on an outlet that we need. We need human interaction. I mean, unless you're an introvert, I get it. I understand those people. You should still talk to people, though, if you're an introvert. Probably. It's good for you. It is. But eliminating that social interaction piece, like, that is a huge part to our mental well-being and our social interactions and, 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 and <laughs> that one serotonin fucking molecule just bumping around in there. We need to stimulate it every now and again, and social interaction helps that. So we need that social interaction. We can't shut the door on it because we do need those outlets. Yeah. So this is where, like, pre-planning comes in. Mm -hmm. Having an idea of when you are going to allow yourself a little bit more freedom, what days you're going to allow yourself to have a little bit more freedom, and what days you know you are going to stick to the plan. And it's not, again, we're talking about that pendulum. Like, we're not, it's not a whole fuck it day and then a whole, like, restrictive day. It's, it's simply just, if you know Friday night you're going to go out, then, like, know that it's there. Yep. Like, know that there's, like, light at the end of the tunnel and stick to the plan for those days leading up. I'm not saying that if you, your game plan is Sunday to Thursday, you're, you're going to be on board with your plan, you're going to do your workouts, you're going to do your, your meals, like, paying attention to food choices and all of those things, but Wednesday comes around and somebody offers to do happy hour. Like, that's not, I'm not saying you can't do that, but you need to, still have the discipline you can still go out and, and enjoy the things and you can still you can go out for a drink you can go out and you can eat something that day but just like pre-plan so that you know that you're not going to have that like post guilt first yeah. of all that's a big like if you know that friday night is going to happen you've already planned for that that means saturday you're not going to wake up and be like fuck i fucked everything up now i have to start all over like no like you knew that day was coming you yeah. knew what the game plan was and it fit into the plan Fit these things into your plan. Yeah. And hold yourself accountable on the other days so that you don't have that post-guilt. Yeah. Yeah. 
like you said, having boundaries, being flexible with it, allowing yourself the chance to indulge a little bit more, but not go over the top. You don't always need to go balls to the wall. You don't. You do. We, as humans, have the ability to say no. <laughs> and, like, this goes back to, like, my, my Mexico trip, right? Like, I had the ability to say fuck. I talked about it at the buffet, like, the whole buffet situation. Like, I had the ability to say fuck it, need all the goddamn things, but, like, I kept it small, kept it reasonable. I still got to enjoy the things I wanted to enjoy, and I didn't feel guilty for it because they were worked into my game plan. But I got to enjoy it, and I still stayed within my boundaries that I had set. Absolutely. That's what we got. Let's talk about the fucking mentality. <sighs> oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. Okay, so tying this all in, like, it, it's really, it's, it's a really common topic of I, I fucked up, I went balls to the wall, it wasn't part of the game plan, so now I have to start all over again. No. No, you don't. Oh. One day of saying fuck it does not mean you have to start all over again. But you also don't always have to say fuck it if, if you've, I don't want to say messed up, but if you, if you went off the plan and something came up or like some, like the game plan changed, it doesn't have to be a fuck it moment. No. That doesn't mean you get to go off the rails for a week, completely abort mission, change the whole diet plan. Like, and that's commonly what happens is like, if an unexpected event happens, the chaos, the chaos that we talk about all the time, just because chaos comes in does not mean you have to fucking pack your bags and live there. Mm-hmm. Like, you have control to, to, to just move forward the next day. It doesn't mean you're starting over. Just acknowledge that it happened because it happens. Chaos always fucking happens. Yep. Doesn't mean... You're ruining everything. Just acknowledge that it happened. Maybe look back and reflect. Be like, could I have prepared for this? Sometimes you can't. Sometimes you can't prepare for these Sometimes things. it happens, yeah. Things just happen. But could you have prepped for it? Could you have had a game plan for this? Was this poor planning on your part? Was this a freak accident? Was this, like, what, lack of judgment, lack of discipline, lack of boundaries? Like, look back. Like, reflect on it and take it on for next time and it's probably gonna take a few episodes of chaos before you realize like how you can have a little bit of control in these situations and that's fine it's all good we all make mistakes it's not even a mistake it just is off the plan and eventually you will start to see as long as you're reflecting like how you can regain control in moments where you feel like it should be a whole fucking moment yeah a hindsight is always going to be twenty twenty, mm. and we should we should take that into consideration. The most important thing, though, in for me, is moving forward from that. Not dwelling so much on what you did, or you know the the, the times you said fuck it. Part of this is having that that capability that 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 determination to move forward from there, mm-hmm. and be like okay. I did this, I fucked up, now what am I going to do, what am I going to implement to make sure that we get back on track as soon as possible? Yeah. Like, and as soon as possible, not like, oh, like, I'll just give give myself a couple days to, to, to rest and recover from this, blah, blah, blah. No, you need to, if, if, if you messed up, you need to start a game plan, like, now. Like, yeah, and that's what it, like, maybe it's not immediately getting back on track, maybe it's not going from like a whole night where you literally ate everything except the kitchen sink and 
then the next day you're like, I, I have to like be 100 today for the next like seven days. Like if depending on what that chaos and that stress is, like if you need a few days to ease back into it, but still having a game plan that is aligned with your goals, that's fine. But yeah. having that game plan of, okay, I'm hungover as holy fuck. I couldn't even fathom eating today because that's just the way life is. Like, so what can I do today so that I know that tomorrow yeah. I can eat, like get back into it. Maybe that is like going full blown back into it. Or maybe that is, okay, tomorrow I need to just like set myself back up again. Tomorrow's a grocery shopping and a like prepping some meals kind of day. And then I will have my meals prepped to be balls to the wall again for the days following. Yeah. Like, Again, going back to the game plan, everything is about planning. Yeah. If you have no game plan, it, you're really saying, fuck it. You're yeah. really just going in with a fuck it mentality. You're like, I'm going to do things. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. No. Alternatively, too, like the whole fuck it mentality could be like, you know, you, you've set yourself up for, you know, a day to indulge or whatever. And then that whole day, you smash a pizza, you order McDonald's, you grab a milkshake. You go for some drink. Like that 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 one event you were planning for becomes a whole day ordeal. Mm. Again, also that fuck it mentality. Like, well, I've already booked this event. May as well just make a day out of it. Have the boundaries. Mm-hmm. Recognize your boundaries. Because you have an event doesn't need to mean it becomes a whole day affair. Yeah. Part of this is, again... Restricting to some degree. Not, boundaries. Not fully, but again, boundaries. You do not need to make it a full day. Yep. Have the discipline. Absolutely. Like. Absolutely. Because there's nothing worse for progress than having six days of, you know, being on point and then a full day of just being a trash panda. <laughs> yeah, when you don't need to be. When you don't need to, Exactly. When you don't need to be. If, if, if the game plan is to have a whole day of absolute chaos, then... That's part of the plan. Cool. But if, like, you don't need to just wash out the whole day for yeah. it. It doesn't need to be that. Yeah. You have the ability to control those things. Yeah. Um, and uh, as, just as much as we're talking about eliminating, like, the fuck it part of it, eliminating the starting over part of it is huge, too. Like, yes. You don't lose your progress. You don't lose um, your momentum. You don't need to, you don't need to just have, like, a hard and fast start and stop. Just integrate it. Yeah. Acknowledge that it happened. Reflect. Yeah. Plan. Reflect. Reflect and plan is are the biggest things. Um, yeah. You don't need to hit that hard reset button, like you said. Yeah. You, you just need to get back on track. You deviate a little bit. That's okay. That happens. We're human. We're normal. Yeah. Getting You have to just do minor shifts, minor tweaks and adjustments to get back on track. Yeah. It's really not a big shift. It really isn't. No. And... I guess tying into this as well as like that like flying by the seat of your pants mentality of and this can be in so many ways like maybe it's like I'm going to the gym but I don't have a game plan or I'm tracking my calories but I have no idea what I'm going to fill my calories with like or what my goals even are (laughs) or what my goals even are absolutely like we harp on this planning part of it because it really does integrate into all of these things and it if you're trying to change out some of these habits and you're trying to get to where you want to be, if you don't have goals, if you don't have a game plan, if you don't have a roadmap, if you don't utilize the resources that are available to you in order to get you from 
A to B to C. Like, you're not going to progress anywhere. It's it's you're you're really just creating your own chaos. Yeah. And you're expending all this energy that it like it's almost it's not necessarily wasted, but it's not being utilized to its full potential. So, whatever that looks like for you, like maybe it is getting a coach so that they can build the plan for you. Maybe it's sitting down with yourself one day and being like, okay, like this is how many calories I want to be eating. This is the macros I want to be eating. These are the foods I'm going to use to fill it. That's a plan. Like, Maybe it's involving a friend or a loved one being like, hey, do you want to tackle this on together? Like, What can we do to get to where we want to get? Yeah, absolutely. Like, Evaluating the changes that you want to see and establishing how you are going to make those changes is really important and something that like can happen if you are going just like if you're just flying by the seat of your pants is you take on too much at once you get overwhelmed and then we're back in the fucking mentality but easing into these things being gentle being consistent setting boundaries like it's all different strategies to slowly incorporate things into your life versus doing the all or nothing overhaul and then crashing and having a fuck it. Like the more you take on all at once, the more overwhelmed you're going to feel. So write it down. Yeah. Write down your goals. Write down the things that you know you need to change or adjust to get to said goals. Um, establish your workout plan. Establish when you're going to go to the gym, how often you, you know you can fit the gym into your life. Um, there's so many different little things and we've talked about so many of them but having that actual structure is key if there's no structure to it that pendulum is now a fucking like tether ball yeah it's just you know like recess (laughs) yeah it's just going round and round and round and it's all over the place like build the path yeah and having a structure doesn't mean you need to find some cookie cutter meal plan although that might work for you for a little bit to get you started, Yeah. right? With that being said, if you do find some cookie-cutter meal plan, ask questions, be be critical, be inquisitive, dig into it, find out why that meal plan is, why that meal plan works or doesn't work sort of thing. You need to be very critical of those things, not just this is going to work for me because X, Y, Z said it would. Much like a workout program. I am a huge for being the first to say there is no workout program that is better than the other. There is no perfect workout program. The best workout program is something you can stick to, something you can integrate into your life pretty seamlessly, um, and something that's going to excite you. That's going to be the best workout program. Whatever that looks like, I don't care. <laughs> you, do you, boo? Do you. Like, you could do daily undulating periodization. You can do linear. You can do what the fuck ever you... You can do cross... I don't care. As long as it excites you and you're able to adhere to it, that's going to be the best workout program for you. Structure doesn't need to mean you need to follow a keto diet or this structured meal plan or this workout program. It's taking little bits and finding out what works for you and what you can integrate into your life. Cycling back, once again, to sticking with a plan reflecting on the plan reflecting on what what's working what's not working yeah giving it time to settle in yeah like once the beginning is the hardest part 
like you have to pay attention to so much all at once that it can be overwhelming and everything's going to feel crunchy and that's okay. Like give yourself a couple of weeks and then things will slide into place and it'll become more clear and more apparent. This is working. This is not working. This is working because it fits well into my life. This isn't working because X, Y, Z. And then it's establishing like, is this realistic for me or am I pushing back against this? Is this like something that I need to adjust to or is this really just not working for me? Yep. That was a lot. That was a lot. That was a a whole lot going on there. Um, Shifting a little bit more to like food specific. Um, Not utilizing like the volume of food and this goes like whether you're in a calorie deficit or a calorie surplus starting to understand how different foods make you feel is huge to utilize um you can you can build a very full plate and have it be really calorically um small Oh my goodness. Like you can, you can fill a plate and have it be a small amount of calories. You can also fill a plate and pack it with calories Yeah, and it's a, comes back to your food choices. Like playing with different foods is also a key part in this. And if you are restricting yourself because you are scared to try new foods, because you're scared to eat too many calories, all of these things, like we, we could, you Get over it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're a person that hates vegetables, if y'all remember what if y'all remember what Marissa said, just eat a vegetable. The the baseline is a vegetable. Like you're an adult. <laughs> you're an adult. You're an adult. You you're, can eat a vegetable. Yeah. Um but this goes more this goes back more than just like when we were kids. It's like eat your vegetables because you're gonna get big and strong. Vegetables are packed with micronutrients with your vitamins and minerals but also if you're on if you're on a a path of losing weight vegetables are going to be a lot of volume for not a lot of extra calories and what we mean by volume is like being full yeah like like we're talking about different ways to um eat your foods so that you are feeling full while not eating a lot of calories or not feeling super full while eating a lot of calories. Like, you can, there's, depending on how you look at, like, if you, there's different foods that are going to be higher in your macros or your calories in a smaller portion, or there's foods that are going to be not a lot of calories in a big portion. And it's, the goal is to make sure that you're not hungry yeah. or not over full. So, Swapping out these foods, playing with your foods, figuring out what makes you feel good, what doesn't make you feel like absolute trash, what doesn't weigh you down, what it's, eat different foods, kids. Eat, eat a variety of foods and recognize that like, first of all, if you were to sit down for a 900 calorie meal, something that you made with whole ingredients, right? Some steak, some mashed sweet potato, some asparagus like that plate is going to look super full it's super it's maybe not it's 900 calories but it's going to be 
packed with my micronutrients with like all those vitamins and minerals. It's going to be packed with um, protein and, and carbs and good fats versus having that same amount of calories in a McDonald's meal. Mm -hmm. Those calories, while the same numerically, the lasting effects of them the, aren't the same. The lasting effects of them aren't the same. How we digest it and how we process it in our body is not the same. How it makes us feel is not the same. When we prepare our own foods, even though it might be more calorically dense or less calorically dense, it's still going to have a lot more nutritional value to it versus something like the soul foods that make you feel good. But nutritionally, it's all out of whack. And you can look at it too like, if you sit down and you eat, like, a big old salad, like, you can achieve feeling just as full as if you had that steak dinner by eating that salad because it, it comes down to volume. But the calories are going to be completely different. So if you're looking at, like, a steak versus a piece of chicken, like, the calories and the macros are different, but they can both achieve either feeling full or not full. Mm -hmm. And... This is why it's important to have a large variety of different foods in your diet because it gives you the ability to adjust your meals based on like how you want to eat throughout the day. Going back to like spreading out your calories throughout the day so that you are being fueled throughout the day. Like playing with these things all come into, they all make the circle round. <laughs> oh my gosh. But there's different ways that you can also, like you can have a 12,000 1200 calorie smoothie and you can smash that and feel fine because of how it's prepared because of the um food that you have put in it all of these things or you can have a 1200 calorie steak dinner and feel completely different yeah like these the volume of your food can either work for you or work against you and but you can utilize it absolutely utilize it based on are you calorie surplusing or are you calorie deficiting yeah oh yeah that was a lot <laughs> that was so much um that's my list that's what i got though i know it, it for us like it doesn't seem like a lot like i think that was a lot <laughs> i felt like the list was short but because we're used to rambling so much <laughs> in this instance we just got straight to the point yeah <laughs> Yeah, because we were not messing around with we this one. Not at all. But again, it's super important to be cognizant of these things without being super stressed about it. Because again, the, the, the implications of doing them and changing these things around, they're a lot greater than not doing them. Like not doing them, you're, you're going to be stuck spinning your wheels, right? Start doing these things. Pick one. <laughs> just one. Pick one. Even if you want to just start at the foundation. If you want to start at the foundation and kind of organize that and start figuring shit out, building that roadmap, start there. You don't need to start at the top of the list. You don't need to do all of these. Start with one. Yeah. Start with a plan. Start with a plan. We've, we've referenced that like multiple times throughout all this because it all comes down to having some sort of a game plan. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then adjust. And, and just having a broad goal. Sorry, I'm going to sound like a dick. Just having a broad goal is not good enough. Refine it. Be specific. Be very specific. Take that big landscape and focus on one solitary point for just a moment. Because then 
that picture adds up and that pyramid adds up and then we can do much more we can broaden that scope much more but we need to find out what the soul what the core purpose of this plan is and start building your roadmap around that so with all of that being said i know we got super ramped up in that we started talking really fast everything started to slide together let's let's break it down again real quick so pick one whatever it may be stick to a plan give it time to settle actually let's backtrack number one make a plan have a plan of some sort have a have a goal a specific goal and have a plan on how you are how you would like to get there then stick to it give it three to four weeks but start paying attention what's working what's sliding into place what's not clicking no matter what you do it's just not working but pay attention to what is working if not and give those as wins yeah and remember crunchiness doesn't mean that it's a failure it just means we need to evaluate yeah that's it don't forget to spread your food out throughout the day give yourself energy throughout the whole day like give that to yourself work through the not eating work get used to eating consistently throughout the day pay attention to your hunger cues when do you start to get hungry and plan your eating around that don't over restrict yourself boundaries discipline without being hard no's yeah stop saying fuck it stop starting over evaluate that it happened plan it into your day plan the chaos into the plan and then roll with it adjust around it um and not i don't know why food volume just like kind of slid in here but it is it doesn't really fall in line with the rest of them but it's super important to have different food sources in your diet um play around with your food volume swap foods in swap foods out figure out what makes you feel full figure out all of these things be open-minded be dynamic and be adventurous yeah start trying new foods yeah if you absolutely don't if you absolutely fucking hate some of these foods don't eat them like don't force yourself to eat them but i guarantee there's going to be some vegetables some foods that you might actually enjoy but you just need to give them a shot yeah so this is our little list of food habits that may be sabotaging you give her a whirl i hope at least one thing was like "Mm, i do that let's try and get around this let's try and work through this um that's what we've got for you guys this week thank you Thank you for sitting with us once again. We appreciate you guys. Don't forget to like us, share us, rate us on Spotify, all of these things, because we really appreciate that from you guys. Have a good week. We'll chat again next week. I'll go from there. Have an awesome week, guys. We love you.